Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. And we continue to understand we have this week and one more week of expand, understanding what that empty seat represents in our lives and what it really means for the kingdom of God. Today we're going to be talking about um, expand and really the idea of seeing beyond the natural thing beyond the natural. But I just do want to get this out of the way first because it is biblical. In Daniel 8 verse 7, Daniel 8 verse 7, you might have seen this. It says this, I saw it attack the ram furiously, striking the ram and shattered its two horns. The ram was powerless to stand against it. It's biblical. It knocked it to the ground and trampled on it, and none could rescue the ram from its power. All right. Some of you just really felt that was blasphemous. My apologies. I'm just saying, I'm just reading a Bible verse. You take it for what it's worth. All right. That was Daniel 8, verse 7, just in case you wanted to reference it later. Or pray on it. That's fine. (laughs) Well, let me just tell you about this this idea of expanding, seeing beyond the natural this morning. Because what happens is we spend the majority of our lives looking at the physical. But in reality, there are two very real worlds... There's the physical world, and then there's the spiritual world, and they're both very, very real and very, very active. But the challenge is is we live so much in this visual place that we eat, sleep, drink, go to work, go to school, whatever it is. But then we forget that there is another whole world that is very active that impacts us all. You know, I think like last week when we talked about Jesus' sending out the 12 and then sending out the 72 and and how we're supposed to go and we're supposed to pray for people to bring, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring healing. And in many ways, it's to say, hey, our job is to go after those who don't know Jesus Christ and bring them into this kingdom of light. You see, there's not only two worlds, there's two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness We know that the father of light or the king of the kingdom of light is Jesus Christ. The king of darkness, if he wants to be called a king, he thinks he is, but we know that his days are numbered, but that's Satan and his fallen angels, which are the demons. And there is this war that's going on really to keep people into one or two places. When Jesus talks about the separation of the sheep and the goats, he's basically saying there's two camps that every person are going to be in. And while we're alive on this earth, there is this continual war that's going on in the spiritual while we're doing life in the natural to determine if you're going to be in the camp of light or you're going to be in the camp of darkness. The great verse of this um, is in Ephesians 6, chapter 12. It really speaks to this because it says, Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities 
of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. You know, I, I think sometimes we receive conflict. When we, when we deal with conflict, sometimes we receive it as personal, but in the reality, it's, it's something very spiritual. It's not personal at all. That's why I love what we did this morning because we realized that this wasn't about two people or a body of believers. It was about spiritual warfare. It was about realizing that we are all people on this journey and realizing that to keep unity and to deal with conflict, we have to deal with it in a way that is pleasing to the kingdom of God in a way that keeps us free from the snares of the enemy. What I told Andy earlier on, I said, Andy, you know why, why we're doing this? And I just want to make sure that we had a conversation about it and make sure you're comfortable because I said, Andy, why we're doing this is because I want you around here. And I know if we have unresolved conflict, then, then that is going to put this weird feeling in you. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't go, I can't go to church and the enemy's winning. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, I don't know if they like me. I, you know, I, I, I didn't do things the way I should have or I feel good about. And then all of these things build up. And then all of a sudden we realize that we, how did we get way over here when we were here in the kingdom of light? And then we allowed the powers and principalities of the world to play tricks on us, to believe certain lies. And then it gets us way far away where we're no longer under the care and covering of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I commend, I commend people like Andy. I commend people like those who are willing to come into a place of humility and realize that, that we are not fighting against each other. <laughs> We're, our, our war is against these powers and principalities that are out there that are coming against us. You see, back in the Old Testament time, the, the reality of the, the, the concept of this war and this battle that we're in was very much around land in the Old Testament. Remember, Jesus gave them a promised land. And so it was always about having to take over land and rid the enemy of the land. We had it with Joshua and Caleb. You had it with Sodom and Gomorrah. You had it, who, that story was around with Abraham and Lot. You had Gideon and his army of 300. You had David and the Philistines, Goliath. It was all about taking over physical land as a representation of God wanting to inhabit a special people and a special place. But today, 1 Corinthians 3.16, if you want to write this down, this is a very good verse. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, we are God's temple and his spirit dwells inside of us. So Old Testament, remember, they had the temple. That was the dwelling place of God. It was always about a physical land. Before it was the tabernacle, which is a tent. Then they built temples. Solomon's temple, David's temple. They built these structures, which would be the place where God would reside. That would represent his presence in a land. And then when Jesus went to the cross, that's why we celebrated communion today, that this, this veil, which was to keep people out of the Holy of Holies, which is where God was residing, the veil was ripped in two when Jesus died on the cross. 
And it showed that God no longer was necessarily concerned about a physical land and a location, but he was concerned about the kingdom of God dwelling inside of people. And then as we are living for him and he's dwelling inside of us, it's no longer the war against taking over land and fighting people. It's about realizing that there's a principality and that there's a spiritual war going on us to keep people either in bondage or setting them free. To keep people saying, you know what, as long as they don't know Jesus Christ, they're going to spend eternity in torment from God. I was worshiping here this morning and... This has never happened before. But as I was worshiping, I heard the shrieks of terror, probably, if I were to think of what I was hearing, probably of three, five hundred people, just the shrieks of terror. I was like, what did I just hear? Could have been my mind, could have, whatever it is, that's not the point. But the point was, in that moment, God gave me a flash and a vision of all those people who are still in bondage, who don't know Jesus Christ yet, who that is going to be their eternity. And it shook me to the core to realize that, oh my, are we going to be so preoccupied with the natural world of eating, sleeping, going to work, making you know, money, saving for retirement, going on a vacation, that we forget that there are two camps, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, and there are people who will literally spend eternity in hell who don't know Jesus. And, and Satan knows that. And so I think one of the ploys that he has for us is like, hey, let's just keep everybody busy, 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 busy. As long as they're busy, then you're not too concerned about the reality of this other world, this spiritual world that is actually keeping people in bondage. See, what if for a moment our eyes were opened to the spiritual realm, to the spiritual world? Would we live differently? If for a moment we began to see all the spiritual activity that's going on around us. I believe we would because we'd be like, oh my, that is actually putting somebody in bondage. That is actually kind of like wrapping some chains around them. That's actually, hey, that person's prayers is actually unraveling the chains. Hey, that, that word of forgiveness is actually setting somebody free. All of these things that begin to take place that are actually spiritual things, we begin to see them and we're like, oh, we want to live for that world, not just for our temporal, earthly world. Matthew 18, 18 says this, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I love that verse for a couple of reasons. One, it talks about the authority of the believer of Jesus Christ that we have this authority to loosen bind. But the other thing I love is the connection between heaven and earth. We don't have to wait until we die to experience heaven. Amen. The reality is the spiritual world is very real. Our earth is very real. But we need to learn to tap into these, our spiritual lives as well as these natural lives so we can begin to see the battle that is actually going on out there. It's a real and tangible battle. There's warfare over the souls of people. So I wonder, and we talked about this, actually Victoria talked about this. 
I wonder if our, our heart to expand is really this, that we need to go into the camp of the enemy and start taking those souls back into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, into the kingdom of the light. Jesus wants us to take back what the enemy has stolen. But it's going to take people like you and I to begin to say, help me to see beyond the natural. Help me to understand the spiritual battle that is waging on so many souls of people around us. Uh, today, there is a, uh, there's a new little game that kids are playing on their phones. There's a lot of them of this way. I think it's called Slither.io, Snake.io. What is it? Slither.io? Slither.io. See, these guys, they know it. It's like, it's this game that you're going around and you're gobbling up all of the, all these little other things and then you grow and grow and grow. And there's all these, these little games you can play on your phone now that you like kind of capture. Well, I think our generation, we know capture the flag, right? Some of you know capture the flag. All right. Old school, right? Old school. But the idea that we're actually going and taking possession and setting people free Otherwise, you're just gobbling up the, the camp of the enemy versus the camp of Jesus Christ. We want to actually, sometimes we feel like, oh, we're, we're not warriors. We're not like, we're not that aggressive. Well, we should be aggressive because the reality is people who don't know Jesus Christ will spend an eternity in separation from God and torment. Very biblical and very real. And yet, as long as we just kind of live our lives, well, maybe sometime they will find Jesus. Maybe they'll find Jesus because when we open our mouths to talk about Jesus, they'll find him. Now, Jesus is more than capable to show up in visions for people. He's doing that in the Muslim world today. But the reality is he's, he has placed his presence inside of us. Remember, he now dwells inside of us. The temple of God now resides in us, so we get to go around, and wherever we go, we get to share the love of Jesus Christ by our actions, by our words, by the way we ask for forgiveness, by the way that we conduct ourselves with the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, I think I got them all there, are here with us. But realizing that those are the fruit of his spirit, and I know that our spirit gets a little bit in the way sometimes, yes. right? Because yes. we're not as kind as we always want to be. We're not always as gentle as we want to be, but we want more of him inside of us to rule and reign. What would it look like if the city of Concord, the town of Pembroke, the town of Hooksit, the town of Gilmington, the town of Loudoun, town of Bosquin, town of Ashland, town of Hooksit, maybe I already said that, I did, town of Manchester, started realizing that the prophetic nature of Christ, of Isaiah 61.1, where prophetically is talking about Jesus, but remember Jesus now dwells inside of us, so whatever was professed for Jesus is professed for us. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted 
and to proclaim the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. Now, I want you to understand what he's saying here. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we say the spirit of the Lord is in us. And he's anointed. All that means is he has already set you apart. You are predestined for this activity to bring good news to the poor. And I'm not saying go find the homeless guy in there and tell him Jesus loves him. What he's talking about here is the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit is the ones that that don't have the spirit of Christ inside of them. Preach the good news to the poor, meaning that those who do not know that there's good news. Then he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. In other words, that we had this, remember we talked about expanding our ability to have more compassion. Remember we talked about that a few weeks ago, looking at the parable of the Good Samaritan. That we need to grow in our awareness of other people to have compassion. That's what he's talking about here. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives bill will be released. In other words, here's that binding and loosing, the authority that we have, and the prisoners will be freed. I, over the next weeks, months, in years. Grace Capital Church is going to be known. The people of Jesus Christ are going to be known as those people. The Isaiah 61 people. That you will be sent to comfort the brokenhearted. That you will proclaim and you will rescue those out of the enemy's camp and you will bring them to the camp of Jesus Christ where there's freedom, love, joy, peace, wholeness, freedom. See, when you're in the enemy's camp, there is bondage, depression, sorrow, confusion, despair. But when people experience Jesus Christ, there's hope, there's freedom, there's joy, there's peace. Would you stand to your feet? I would like for us to see that scripture there again. And I would like to proclaim that as a church body. That we would say this together and then I'm going to close with a prayer. On the count of three, we're going to say this together. One, two, three. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives will be released and the prisoners be free. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Let's close your eyes. Lord Jesus, that is our prayer. That is our declaration. That is our heart. Let us see the world around us. Let us see these two worlds, our physical world, which is so easy to see. But let us see this spiritual world that is equally as real, but harder to see. Let us begin to see the battle that rages, that Satan wants to keep people in bondage and separated from the truth, separated from Jesus. 
But let us who are the carriers of you, Lord Jesus, the temple now dwelling inside of us, we are the temple, your spirit dwelling inside of us that let us go and set the captives free. Let us proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Let us see that people are gonna come to you, Lord Jesus. Not come to a service, not come to a night of worship, but they would come to you, Lord Jesus, and then they'll experience what it is to be a part of a family of God. It'll be experience what it is to worship you, Lord Jesus. But first and foremost, Lord Jesus, I pray that, pray that you would put an evangelist heart in each side, inside of each of us, that we would see the fate of many people who don't know you, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I pray that as those screams I heard today, let it forever remind me of that is the fate of those who don't know you. Let me not be satisfied that on my watch that I had the ability to do something to proclaim your gospel, Lord Jesus. In this moment, I'm also very aware that everybody in this room might not be a follower of you, Lord Jesus. Today, this morning, I want to introduce people to a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. With a simple prayer, a simple prayer that would say something like this, Lord Jesus, that, that I have been living my life for myself and I don't want to live for myself any longer. I want to put you the Lord of my life. Thank you for going to the cross for me, Lord Jesus. Taking care of my sin, setting me free. I receive you into my life, Lord Jesus. A simple prayer like that. If that is you and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, would you just slip up your hand? Slip up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Over on this side over here. I'm just looking over here. I just want to see. I want to make sure I see your hand. Anybody else on this side? Over here. Thank you. I want to receive Jesus Christ. So those of you raised your hand, you just realized that the prayer that I just prayed, that that's the prayer. Jesus, you come into my life right now. I know I'm a sinner. In other words, I've done a lot of bad things. Forgive me. I'm making you the Lord of my life now. Thank you for going to the cross, setting me free. I want to live for you, Lord Jesus. I want to change my ways to be your ways, Lord, not my ways. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Oh, let's give the Lord a big hand. Today, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, I'd ask that you just fill out the Connect card there. There's a place for you just to say, hey, I received Christ today. Turn that in to the Info Hub uh, today. Also, nobody leave yet. Nobody leave. Some people are exiting. I got other instructions for you. Um, and I want to follow up with you because it's really important that you know some next steps. Today, we're celebrating that we're going to two services next week. So we're going to say goodbye to one to say hello to the other. So in the cafe, we've got cupcakes for everybody. Uh, I want you to go there, and then I'm going to meet you down there. And we're going to just kind of do like a, a kind of a final prayer, if you will, down in the gym. So just don't get a cupcake and run. Get a cupcake, mingle for a little bit. And, uh, and then we're just going to do, close that off as a way of celebrating what Jesus is doing 
and uh, preparing us for two services next week. So how many people are going to remember two services next week? All right. So we'll try to do a reminding. By the way, if you don't have our app yet, we'll send you a reminder. Go download the Grace Capital Church app. You'll get a push notification this week to remind you for two services. All right. The other thing is, if you are a female and you want to know some of the women's events that are going on at 1115, come back here into this room at 1115. If you're a woman and want to know some of the women's events that are going to be happening coming up, 1115, you want to be here. Mary Graziano, there she is right there, that hand waving up there. Uh, She'll be leading you in that. So go to the gym for cupcakes and then we'll see you next Thursday. If you can't make it for the weekend for a Thursday night service, two services next week. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.